0: good evening it is thursday evening april 28th those of us who are living here in the united states have the merit of living in a country where we have all four seasons at least three seasons going on at the same time what other country do we have something like that it's hard to find a country like that I'm sure there are countries out there, but many of the countries are either subtropical or winter- climate, countries, tropical climates, desert climates here in the United States this time of the year. We have a winter storm going on in the state of Maine. We have mountain snows in Montana. We have a widespread snow accumulation event for normal, regular cities taking place this weekend. The second half of the weekend in North Dakota, one to three inches of snow is expected. We'll see what actually happens. Uh, you know, these one to three inch d- d- deals in the, in the Dakotas oh, you think it's just going to be one to three inches. This is a storm system that is uh, has a feed of copious amounts of Gulf moisture with hot air, record heat. Temperatures going into the low 90s for Amarillo, Texas tomorrow. Record high there is 92 degrees. 108 for Rio Grande Village, Texas. This air started off in the desert southwest a couple days ago, brought temperatures 5 to 8 degrees above normal over there as highs went up to 99 degrees in Tucson, Arizona. 103 was the highest in the state. This air moves east. Now a lot of times when the air moves east from the desert southwest, the temperatures tend to drop. But this time around, they're not going to be dropping. They come into Rio Grande Village. Of course, things are brutal over there, highs between 105 and 110 degrees. But Amarillo, Texas is going into the 90s, just like it did in the desert southwest. And one of the reasons for that is probably because the place is bone dry. A severe weather fire risk is in place for tomorrow. Red Flag warnings with fire weather watches are posted for all, almost all of New Mexico, parts of Texas and other parts of the plains, also parts of Arizona. We already have lots of fires going on over there, and it unfortunately might potentially it potentially could get worse it could get worse breezy conditions winds from the southwest blowing in dry air the relative humidity is dropping to four percent in many cities over there four percent now you could ask a question why are we talking about relative humidity Relative humidity should have nothing to do with this. Why do we need to know relative humidity? We should want to know the humidity, the absolute humidity that's measured by dew point. That's an excellent question. It's an excellent question. But it's not being spoken about by accident. Many times relative humidity is just mentioned because people are just not familiar with dew point. But in this situation, it so happens that the criteria for extreme fire spread and dry fuel consumption for fires is better measured with relative humidity. That's a better measurement for them than the dew point. Uh, For for the next nation, why is beyond the scope of this podcast right now? Maybe coming up, we'll have something about that. But dew points are also not a bad, it's not too bad to measure the atmosphere by the dew point. One of the criteria out in the plains, which seems to be the uh, most intense, the criteria is most intense in that area, is also that the relative humidity cannot get higher than 40% at night. You know, when you move into the Florida area, The criteria is totally different. In fact, when you go into uh, Guam, I think it was, there was a fire weather watch in effect a year ago for relative humidity of 50% in the afternoon with temperatures in the mid-80s. That's humid stuff, dew points in the mid-60s. There was a podcast I had. All 280 episodes were erased, but one of those podcasts spoke about that it's just amazing it's amazing the criteria for what spreads fires why is it so different why does it depend on the climate why is it so different you would think you would think it shouldn't be you would think it shouldn't be relative but it is relative so the criteria is different depending on where you live there's different criteria very different criteria dew points in the 60s around here is not fire weather criteria that's, that's humid. That's considered humid. You have heat indices and stuff like that. Speaking of humidity, we have humidity which has blown into the Houston, Texas area, Galveston, Texas area. It's going to remain humid over there for tomorrow. That copious gulf moisture spreads over the Midwest and Mississippi River Valley going all the way up into Minnesota over the next couple of days as a large or a, a well-organized storm system in the plains. It turns into a well-organized storm as it tracks into central Minnesota with a barometric pressure of 29.6 for Saturday. That's Shabbos for Saturday As it does so It spreads its precipitation Through the Chicago area Throughout Saturday On Shabbos Some areas of showers But the real precipitation Comes in Shabbos evening Saturday evening That's when the rain Could become heavy It could fall down heavily At times With some thunderstorms And when you go further south From here Such as in the St. Louis area That comes with a severe Weather risk as well With large hail Damaging winds And some tornadoes There's a severe weather risk Tonight for Nebraska, but this but tornadoes are v- very unlikely. They're unlikely in St. Louis for Friday as well. Tomorrow already, there's a severe weather risk for St. Louis as temperatures soar to 80 degrees. The, well, you know that the real heat may not arrive until Shabbos for St. Louis. The warm front doesn't make it into the Chicago area, not in this time around. I think that has to do with the fact that it's an occluded low. The occluded low, well, an occluded front means that the cold air behind on the, the back side of the storm system is moving so quickly that it actually has caught up with the warm air and there no longer is warm air because the cold air went underneath the warm air. So that's what I thought it meant. But you know, the question is then why is it going to be warm in St. Louis? So I don't know, but I think the reason why the warm air is not making it too far north to the Chicago area has to do with the fact that it is an occluded low pressure system in any shape. Tomorrow, we have partial sunshine here in Chicago. You get any type of sunshine this time of the year and just keep the winds, get the lake out of here, temperatures are going to go way up. Sunday, highs in the 60s. That's, you know, with 60s, it's nice. Tomorrow, probably low 60s. We'll have some sunshine and then low 60s around here for Saturday on Shabbos as well. Also for the upper Midwest, but that real warmth stays to our south, such as St. Louis. That's a classic setup this time of the year onward for the next several months. A classic setup. You have a front separating St. Louis and Chicago. Temperatures are warm this time of the year, warm and humid in St. Louis, cooler in Chicago. When you head into the summer months, we'll have a continuous hot and humid weather pattern for St. Louis. And it's up and down for the Chicago area. We spoke about the thunderstorm risk in South Florida, the snowstorm going on in Maine. We have the mountain snows. We spoke about blowing dust advisories were in effect for the parts of California today. We also had something very interesting that took place in North Carolina today. It was a Poland storm. Is that what it's called? Poland. Uh, P-O-L-L-E-N. It looked like a dust storm, and there's videos of it. It was quite a phenomenal scene, really. It really looked amazing it was an ama- it looked like a dust storm. I think we've covered uh much of the United States over here. There is a risk for flooding in the Dakotas that's Regardless of whether there is snow or no snow, one and a half inches of rain is forecasted according to the National Weather Service map. And that's just for the first half of the weekend. I don't know what's happening the second half of the weekend. And we have those heavy rains in South Texas that brought some drought relief. But even with that, the drought continues. As usual, it's difficult to get rid of a drought it's usually difficult to get rid of a drought. It's also common to have floods occurring in the drought at the same time. And that's uh, what we see in a lot of places, a lot of times here in the Midwest in the summertime. That will bring this podcast to an end. And I wish everyone a wonderful night. I hope people enjoyed. Thank you for listening.